All right, well, let's jump in. Hey, I'm Scott Cuthbert, co-founder of, of Safepedia. Super, super excited to have Allison Hemmings with us today. Um, Allison is a, a career coach extraordinaire, helping people find their, their dream job and make sure they don't leave any money on the table in the process, right? Right, yes. Um, if you if you are familiar with Safety Connect, Allison was, was uh, one of... Uh, presenters for her very first safety connect in 2020 i believe that's right and uh she was on the career panel and she had such great advice uh you know words of wisdom and encouragement for for safety professionals that i always been looking for a chance to to, to have you back and uh, you know super excited to have you back as as we mentioned um with with our safeonomics podcast last year we focused a little bit on uh, trying to help safety professionals talk the language of the business, understand ROI or total cost of ownership, those sorts of things. And this year we thought, what 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 better focus than to focus on on um, the individual building up that skill set, uh, trying to navigate uh, your career path and the organizational landscape or opportunities that might be out there. And so again, what a what better way to kick it off with uh, than with Allison, the career coach extraordinaire so i'll give you a second maybe to to introduce or or create a little bit of a background that i may have missed all right well first of all thank you so much for having me here today i'm super excited to be able to uh be on this podcast um so yeah you're right i'm a career coach extraordinaire um basically i help professionals boost their income um by helping them provide clarity at, to make more money and to have to live a purpose-driven life. So that's what I do. Um, I actually had a recruitment agency for 12 years. So that's where I cut my teeth in this business, working, uh, helping um, individuals in manufacturing in the automotive world and senior level executives and engineers for over 12 years. So I interviewed thousands of candidates um, over my time. And what I found is that people just really didn't understand how to navigate their job search. I mean, when you go to school, there's not a course about, when you learn about algebra, about finite, about crazy things that you're never ever going to use in your profession, but nobody ever teaches you how to interview for a job, how to, um, you know, uh, do research about an industry, how to make more money, um, how to do a, a resume, how to interview or negotiate your salary. And uh, during my time as a recruiter, it it didn't matter who I was interviewing you. I promise you it could be a student. It could be a CEO. Nobody knew what they were doing. And so I decided to actually open my practice, um, the Happy Work Project, which leads me to you here today. Yeah, that's that's a fantastic story, and and I think you were um, helping with recruiting at the time, uh, you know, Safety Connect twenty twenty, and and uh, in in our conversations, you you said you've switched to the career coaching because helping people find their dream job is is much more fulfilling. You know what? It's uh, and it's it's so true because you can do. I mean, listen, recruitment is very lucrative. If you have a recruitment agency, you have lots of clients. You're going to make a lot of money. That's just how it is right but what i found was is that i just had more fulfillment helping the candidate that i ever had helping the company find the person and i i just found that i 
would see these candidates that had so much to bring to the table. And just because they weren't great at mastering the interviewing skill, or they would freeze in an interview, that the employer would look past them. And I'm like, but that's the person for the job. (laughs) And so it just became like my baby to be able to help people be able to bring their full self to the table. And um, so I started doing that slowly. I took on a couple of private clients and um, well, I always would interview people or prep people for any interview that I had. So in my recruitment practice, if you were going to meet with any of my clients, you're going to meet with me first. So if any of my recruiters on my team. So, you know, with that practice, I just got good, really good at being able to help people in the interviewing at prep. So, um, so yeah, that's what brought me here. <laughs> yeah, great. So just like, you know, what we've heard and, and, and the sentiment is changing a, a little bit. Um, I think um, COVID actually helps maybe highlight the importance of the role of this the safety professional within an organization mm-hmm. and, and I, I you know in conversations it does sound like there's a little bit more support there's a little bit more understanding for the role and the importance of of the safety professional within your organization but a lot of times we're still hearing people say you know I feel undervalued or overworked or underappreciated or I've I have all these expectations in my role, but I don't necessarily have the authority to uh, to execute on everything because, again, safety, you know, has to has to work with operations and, mm-hmm. and management. So um, before somebody, you know, starts searching for their their new dream job, how, how do you have some advice for people, you know, to 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 maybe look at how they could create their own dream job within the organization they're already they're already working with yeah I mean that's a that's a really great question I, I always like to use analogies to kind of just look at different ways of looking at situations right so when you look at yourself as an employee within the company you're always going to look at what kind of value that you're going to bring to the table value bring you know anything that you do that's going to ha- help productivity streamline the process um you know make the company more money instill in value, uh, culture values that, you know, help either in the future um, or help, um, you know, create different um, protocols that are going to help in the future, right? So um, the way that you bring value is um, by looking at the results that you can bring to the table, right? You got to be able to know what you've been able to bring to the table. Now, when you're a safety professional, we understand that safety is part of the culture as well, right? So sometimes you can't always make every single change, but you can also develop the culture within. You can hold yourself accountable for the safety that's within the organization. So if there's like a policy that you don't believe in or a policy that you do believe in, you can be able to um, influence your the company with by having those, um, you're, you know, having the right morals and the right, um, um, sorry, I just kind of lost my, <laughs> my, uh, my thought process here. What I'm trying to say is when you, um, have safe, when you have, when you're a safety professional and you want to be able to carry the culture throughout the organization, a lot of that's going to come with how you carry yourself and the value that you bring to the table as well. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, and then from, from a advocacy perspective, what, you know, do you provide any sort of tips or suggestions for people to, 
to advocate for themselves? Like, do you, you know, go to your, your manager or your director and, and uh, ha have this conversation that you, you know, have, have bigger aspirations and, 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 and kind of plan that out or, or how do you, how do you uh, advise clients to deal with that? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. One thing that you want to do is listen, nobody sits at their desk all day and thinks about how awesome they are. It's just, it's completely counterintuitive, right? Um, so you want to be able to look at some of the career stories that you have and some of the things that have happened to you that's going to help you, you know, show that you bring value to the table, right? So you want to use the start uh um a technique to be able to show some of the results that you've had in the workplace. So you want to look at situations right, where you've had, um, there's been safety issues or um, a time where you've been able to improve a situation or help them make more money or be able to bring something to the table, right? So you look at situations that happen into your, um, in your career and, and uh, go from there. Um, and then you want to make sure that you have actions and results that you're talking about during that process as well. That, that's great. And then when uh, we, we've talked a little bit too about uh, influencing, right, being an influencer, um, I think when when we talked with, we spoke with Abby very last year, and she said, you know, one of the best things she ever did uh, when she wanted to, to have a little bit more influence within the organization was just go around and ask questions in the different departments and, mm -hmm. and, and try to gain an appreciation or what others need to do within the organization, and and just build build some uh, connections, camaraderie by by being being curious and kind of exploring other other areas. Um, do you again see see that uh, helping out? Uh, yeah, for sure. You want to build advocacy within the organization as well, right? So build people who are going to be part of the mission that you want to bring in. So if you're trying to build a safety culture, you want to bring on allies within the organization that are going to be with you. So for sure, asking questions, success leaves clues as well, right? So being able to get someone's buy-in, see how it affects them, is also going to be a great way to be able to share and spread the culture within the organization. Because people always are, are naturally going to think about what is it in, what is in it for them, right? So when you're able to be able to say, when you adapt this concept, this is going to help your uh, your department grow, your people grow. This can help you help this this department save more money, less uh, time off, more um, systems that are going to help improve people's well beings and so forth, and how that affects the organization. So you, yes, of course, you always want to be asking questions and uh, and coming from a solution based um, uh, place. Right. And and a, a lot of the questions we see in the in the safety community is should I get should I get that designation? Do I need need to get that certification? You know, will will that uh, will that help me advance my career? A, a lot of times, um, cer certainly for for people in safety that are my generation, they they didn't necessarily start out in in safety. They didn't necessarily go to university or college for. Mm -hmm. For, for environmental health and safety, they sort of fell into it. You know, a lot of people right. got rolling told. Um, yeah. you know, other people saw it as an opportunity to get out of the field and 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 into the uh, into the office. But um, again, a lot of questions come up about you know, do I need you know to pursue that uh, that dream job or 
get to that level within my career? Uh, should I be looking at uh, form more formalized uh, certifications education? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's a really great question. I, success always leaves clues. So it's always great to look at people who are in a role that you admire or that you aspire to get into and look and see and find out what did you do to get that path? How did you get there? Speak to people who are industry leaders and see what paths that they've taken, right? You don't always have to reinvent the wheel. You know, I always like to use this analogy about real estate is if you were to put your house up for sale right now, right? If you bought a house 20 years ago, you wouldn't use the same structure that you've learned 20 years ago and just put your house up willy-nilly. Yeah. Like houses, I'm in Toronto, a basic house in Toronto is a million dollars. 20 years ago, $250,000, you could buy a great house. So using that same kind of uh, mentality, when you were, if you were to put yourself up for on the job market or for a promotion, what would be some of the things that you would do even before you would go out and approach a supervisor or approach a job search, right? So you would look at what, what is the industry doing, right? Um, what's the future? What are some of the comps? Like if you were putting your house up for sale, like, right. you know, like, oh, okay, $250,000, let me just add 10%, right? You're going to look at what the industry is doing. Look at Glassdoor, do your research. You may want to invest in a pro. You want to get into that understanding of what you actually bring to the table as a candidate. That's something that's really important. You know, if you're somebody in safety that is really great at creating a culture and you can, you're, it's a, a gift that you're able to notice, okay, if, we inter if I can implement this system, we will save thousands of dollars or, you know, whatever it is that you bring to the table and you can understand that and articulate it like the comps that you would do for your house when you put it up for your sale. If you do that with your own career, you'll have way, you'll be able to articulate the value that you bring and you'll have way more return as opposed to just hoping that it can happen. Right. right. So that research, so always thinking about, okay, if I was a house, Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what would I do? So I'm going to go speak to my client, my my boss. What what would they be looking for? Understanding what's going to be important. Right? right. That's going to be the key. When you understand what the objective is within the organization, then you can be able to show how the solution you as the employee is able to solve that in an articulate way that's going to be able to demonstrate your value. Yeah, I think it's, it's, I mean, you know, going back to what you said earlier about nobody necessarily goes through proper training mm -hmm. you know, to, to find a job or, or, or get a promotion, you know, or, or navigate a, in, an interview. And, and a lot of times those, you know, we don't, we won't, we don't want to talk about money. Um, the house right. example, you know, when you're hanging out with your friends, you know, nobody wants to talk about how big their mortgage is or small their mortgage, you know, it's, sort mm -hmm. of a social taboo a little bit right so right. i think it's important for people to 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 realize and i went um years ago i went through some sales training and and some of the best advice was if you're feeling it or you're thinking it the other person probably is as as well right so if you're if you're thinking about advancement within your organization or if you're wondering what you need to do next not you know some sometimes there there is definitely open an honest dialogue, but a lot of times, um, 
it's difficult to have those conversations with with, yes. with your boss or your senior manager. And I would just encourage people to know that if if you're feeling it, they, you know, they they probably are too. And the hardest thing is to to kind of break that ice mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. start that conversation. Yeah. Um, but I think to your point, you know, bringing in like if you have comps, right, for for from a house, like if if you know your two hundred fifty thousand dollar house is now worth half a million, mm-hmm. and you can clearly see that. And you can put that on the table, then then there isn't as much of a difficulty talking about why your house is worth five hundred thousand dollars now, right? Exactly. And exactly. So I think the 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 takeaway, if I'm hearing it properly, is do a little bit of homework. <laughs> you know, go go to go to your manager or, or supervisor and and have some of that prepared, and that that'll just make the conversation that much easier to say, hey, look, I see you know, other people in similar organizations, you know, making a little bit more money than me, do I need, do I need to get a certification? Do I need to take on more responsibility? Mm-hmm. And having that as the icebreaker, rather than just going, nobody wants to go in and just ask for more money or ask for a promotion, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's, that's the other key about us was, um, you know, keeping these career stories and journaling, the successes that you have while you're at work is also key as well, because then you have them top of mind. If you know that you've saved a lot of money or you help them simplify a task right. or eliminate or whatever it is, whatever KPI that's going to really drive the business to move forward, then you need to be able to have that because then you, then there's, it's not a, it's not a question as like, Oh, can, can I, do I deserve this raise? It's like, this is why I deserve the yeah. raise, right? This is what I'm seeing. So now you're aligning out your your results with the um, goals of the organization. And so that's really key. And it's also counterintuitive. We're just not taught to be thinking about that stuff at work. But when you really think about when your mindset is coming from a place of looking for results and achievements and noting that, then it will start coming easier and easier as you progress in your career. Right. Right. And I think it's um, I'll come back to that in a second, maybe. But I think it's also important for uh, employees to know that for an organization to replace you, it's it's very, very expensive. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, not 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 suggesting you use it as a threat, but yeah, but just to understand that most organizations will be much more motivated to to retain you and keep you than 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 for you to be uh you know maybe dissatisfied with your job and and looking for for other opportunities exactly people want you to stay in the organization that's the key right especially now where you know especially when it comes to safety there's i think when when you have a high uh, uh turnover rate when it comes to safety within an organization, that also really affects to the the perception of how other employees look at the company as well. And that right. might be a statistic that maybe you don't think about. But when when they're when you're in HR, you start thinking about <laughs> that. Like, wait a second, now we're trying to recruit other people, and we can't keep people in our safety department. What's going on here? And what that signifies to the other employees. So yes, it's definitely important to be able to keep your your team retained, especially when in that um, area, right? Like that yeah. would be something I'd be looking at. Like, oh, wait a minute, every six months, like, do these people even care about us? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know what the what the numbers are these days, but I do remember 
you know, talk of like twenty, thirty thousand dollars, you know, to to replace an employee from recruitment and training and yeah, minimum. Like a bad yeah. hire is about fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. It's a very high uh, cost of not hiring the right person at the right place at the right time. It can really affect your bottom line as a business and have lasting effects. And so when you have really great employees, so if you're doing all those tasks and you're, you know, you're hitting all of those KPIs and really adding value, you're actually doing the company a disservice by not articulating it as well. That's right. the other thing. That's when that mindset, uh, yeah. uh, that shift happens, right? Like which, if you think of yourself as somebody who brings value and you're, you're, you're noting that you're, you're journaling it, you're looking for it, you're looking for the, uh, of the um the object the objectives of the company and you're aligned with that then it's going to get easier and easier for you to demonstrate it and that could be the deciding factor of what makes you a very successful person and in charge of your career as as opposed to somebody who just kind of coast and it doesn't happen so it, it really is your god's given purpose to be able to articulate what you bring to the table you are in control of your own career Nobody's waiting. No, as again, nobody's nope. As yeah. much as not bragging, nobody's sitting there waiting to give you a raise. I mean, I can, as a career coach, I've talked to thousands of people who have you know left organizations because they haven't been offered a, a promotion or a raise or looked over, looked past for um, positions within the organization that they might have gotten if they just simply put their hand up. Right. If they just let it be known, right? If right. they articulated those results or those projects. So, you know, courage is a muscle. It does take a lot of courage to be able to do that. But as, especially when you're in the beginning of your career, if you get yourself in this uh, practice that you're doing this all the time, and even regardless of your, if you're in a job search or you're in the beginning of your career, if you're in your mid-career or if you're about to retire, it's a great practice to have throughout so that you're always aware of the value that you bring to the table, always. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's fantastic advice, obviously. And and I think that that the mindset too, right? It's like the, the, the worst they can say is no, <laughs> but but if you, go in, if you go in with it, you're not demanding it, you're like, what do I need to do to, to get there? Mm. And I think that's a very, very different conversation. Yeah, for sure. It really is. You know, and again, it really does start with how you, uh, what you think of yourself. If you know, if if you're going in thinking, you know, oh, I don't know, I met last year's numbers or didn't really participate fully, you know, or, or you have this apprehensive Clarity is key, key is key, and it's going to be the king in the in any kind of uh, salary um, negotiations, any kind of career conversation that you're going to have. Right, you're going to have to be able to articulate it because they're not always looking. And right. You, right. So, so yeah, you have to be the hype person for your career. It's very, very important. Yeah, and I was I was going to mention earlier um, that you know there's there might be some folks listening in that work for larger organizations and and a lot of this is is really well documented within that organization there's annual reviews or quarterly reviews and 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 uh, performance targets and those sorts of things but mm -hmm. a lot of times you know and you know personal experience working for small medium sized organizations 
they're not they're not reviewing their their compensation packages on an annual basis. Oh. <laughs> they're 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 kind of holding their breath a little bit sometimes, you know, you know, bringing people on and um and not um not necessarily having that uh, uh career path laid out, right? It, mm -hmm. it's, it's a little bit more um uh, uh kind of go with the flow and, and see see what happens and i think that if you are in one of those larger organizations well it's really well documented then you, you probably have a clear understanding of what you need to do to get that promotion you do need to speak up like you're saying right um, but i think a lot of times in in they'll say you know medium-sized organizations they're they're not looking for opportunities to increase their expenses right so mm -hmm. exactly but sometimes they don't even they don't even realize as well right, right. like how, yeah. how you I mean, I remember even with my own small business, I had been a small business owner for, you know, the last 12 years. And I remember having a, a great assistant who still works with me today. And she just happened to see an area in our business that we were overlooking. And I never would have seen it even to this day that when it was like 10 years ago, I didn't even see it. She pointed it out. I saw the value in it because she spoke to me from a strategic way, right? Like the she talked about the KPIs and what it can bring. And I was like, oh, okay, let's do it. And we're still doing it to this day. And that's just a small little example of how when you, you know, if if you're forthright and you're bringing stuff to the table all the time, then you can also affect those changes as well. I mean, it was a little, this 2% uh, changes, two millimeter changes, right? That just come right. in and you look at it from a different direction. And now 10 years later, we're still doing it. It's still a major and, that, and we're a small business, right? So imagine the impact that you can have as well, yeah. right? And I'm sure, like, I mean, she can brag about that to this day, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah, she always pull that one out. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so last year we we interviewed. Um, it was it was interesting because it was back to back interviews. So we we interviewed uh, Josh Russell, and then then we interviewed uh, Sabine Sabina Colligan. And and Josh kind of talked about um, he 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 talked about his experience right and and he he said he would kind of apply for these jobs knowing that if he got the job then he'd figure it out when he got there mm -hmm. and, and um, Sabina was like well I never felt qualified you know so she became an industrial hygienist and like she got as 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 much. Uh, uh, academic credentials as she could before she she had the confidence to to uh, apply for for a job and I remember talking to my wife who's in human resources and she said yeah that the men often uh, you know will will have the confidence to apply for a job they're not qualified for mm -hmm. and and women have a tendency to to feel underqualified and not not want to apply for that yeah and and that is very true. I don't know. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, job descriptions are fancy wish lists for companies. Half the time, job description, like when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, they don't even really know what they're looking for. Like, you know, you know how many times I've worked with companies and I've been digging deep into, let's really understand what you're looking for this person to do and then we look at the job description and it has nothing <laughs> on this job description and you're like you've been looking for this person for six months and it's not what you have described do you know what I mean yeah so when you know when it comes to applying women like 
go ahead and apply. If you fit 50%, go ahead and apply. Trust me that male counterparts, they do not have the same hesitation um, because yeah, you're going to learn on the spot. You're right. going to learn through osmosis. You're going to learn while you're there. Projects and positions change. How many of us have started a job and the objective of the job starts off one way? And as you start moving in that way, you realize now you got to go a different way and you have that skill set within you, right? So it's a lot of it is you got to have just trust. You got to trust and believe that yeah. you're at the right place and you'll, you'll figure it out. That's that mindset. Yeah. That's why, you know, if your leaders make quick decisions really quickly and they adapt really quickly. So if you have a leader mindset, growth mindset, it's like, all right, throw it at me. And if you bring that energy to the interview, like, you know what, I'm not sure, but I would be able to figure it out, if, you know, and you're a solution based person, you'll prosper in those roles. So let's go at yeah. it. Yeah, I think that it's it's important at least from my perspective, to keep in mind that it's it's the company's job to pick the right person, and and you just need to put your name forward. You don't need to to think forward and make that decision on behalf of the company and say I'm not qualified mm -hmm. or I'm overqualified. You just you need to to apply, go go through that interview process, and and then like I think you said, it will they'll they'll pick the best candidate, not necessarily based on the job description, but on the on the people that they they interview and, and yeah interview. also people hire who they like at the end of the day that's what's going to come down to yeah i mean <laughs> right like yeah you can have a job posted and have this fancy wish list in your mind and interview people for months and have this role open and be like this person has that da, 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 da. and then all of a sudden this unicorn of a candidate comes in don't even know why you brought them in and something happens, you're talking to them, it's like magic. It's like dating, it's finding a job and dating, very similar. So you can be out there and yeah. you think, okay, this is my wish list. And then all of a sudden this unicorn comes in and you're like, oh my goodness, this is the candidate that I was supposed to hire because, and it's always going to come down to the value that they bring, right? right. That they articulate that in the interview and that you like them, like in the process. Simple. So, you know, qualification. That's why if you look at these lists, if you feel like you can do it, go ahead and apply. Don't even look at all of those because at the end of the day, it's, it's going to come down to numbers from your, from the job seekers. How many are you applying for and getting out there? You practice, you know, right. like I said courage of the muscle, networking and, and so forth. And then, you know, what happens in the interview? It's that synergy that can happen in the interview that it, you just can't explain. That's right. like falling in love. Yeah. Really, I, I like that fifty percent guideline. You know, on the on the job description because you know I I had some advice once that you know looking at at uh, at, at like a posting and mm -hmm. and um, someone who was a bit of a mentor said like don't don't get caught up in in what they've written down here like. Tell them what you want to tell them, right? Tell, mm -hmm. tell them your your story, what what value you bring, mm -hmm. in in the context, you know, generally of yeah. obviously the posting, but but don't don't get uh, you know too focused in on on the on all of those bullet points, right? Like tell your tell your story. Exactly. Well, you know, here's here's the thing in my 
career coaching program, most of my clients are in HR. So if you think about that, most of the people who don't know how to find a job are in HR or the people who are applying for a job. You can see that there is a disconnect. No disrespect to anyone in HR, but it's a different thing being on the different side of the desk. Right. And a lot of times when it comes to hiring, you have somebody, a hiring manager, that's not really trained in hiring. They don't right. really know. They're looking at a job description from Indeed and they're, oh, it seems like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. all right. And they're cutting and pasting or they're basing it on what they did maybe 10, 15 years ago and times have changed too. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, I remember when I started recruiting, I remember talking to my boss 10 years ago and saying that one day we're going to be interviewing everyone at home. And they laughed at me, thought I was insane and now it's like, I, I can't even remember the last time I interviewed somebody in person, yeah. right? So right. things things change and the hiring manager may not necessarily know that. They're just going to know that they have a problem and they need someone who's going to solve that problem. And right. so when you understand that, then you're able to have the conversations that's going to shift the conversation that's going to make you a desirable candidate because now you understand what they're looking for, not based on the stupid wish list that mm -hmm. they can copied right at chat GPT right? <laughs> for them. And they think, you know, yeah, you think that you may need that, but when you really, really go down deep and you look at what's going to move your organization to the next level, sometimes you can't even really describe that in a job description. That's just the truth of it. Really? Oh, when that person walks in and you're like, all right, there, there they are, right? So it goes both ways. It's 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 hard for the yeah. candidate that's out there, and it's also hard for the employee. That's why these it's important before you even start your path for looking for a job or being promoted or growing to really have these conversations with your soul. Search right. your soul and figure out is this what I want to do? Yeah. I, I, I... <laughs> And I think that that might be some of the best advice um, is is you can also say no if you get mm -hmm. the offer, right? Like I think yeah. it, it's got to be that two way street, and and um, you know I think if you if you like you say if you ask your soul like whether you connected with with the folks in the interview whether whether it it's going to be inspiring and get you jumping out of bed every morning or or. Mm -hmm. it's, just a little bit more money or if it's just a little closer to home or a little bit more flexibility right like I think mm -hmm. I think you you need to put yourself out there and, and not be afraid of of saying no if if somebody offers you a, a job that isn't you know you don't feel like is the right one for for you yeah. you don't have to take it you don't have to take it you can say no and yeah you have to find the stuff that's going to align with what you actually want to do in life otherwise it's, you, we all know, I mean, there's certain jobs that are out there. Like I always say this, you could pay me $3 million a year and I will never be a good fact checker. I will, I will, I will miss it. It's just going to happen. Don't bet on me to check that kind of stuff. This is not going to happen. Right. right. $3 million. But like when you really figure out what you want to do with your career and your life, then it comes easy for you. It's like, that's, if you see me, if you come to my office, you see me with my my clients or I'm interviewing somebody or you know that this is my life's purpose. This is what I was intended to do. This is what lights me up. 
Nothing makes me more excited when somebody gets paid $20,000 more a year than they were expected. Like it really gets me going. I have cried when people have had jobs. <laughs> They're not even that excited. They're like, oh, it's great. And I'm there crying because I am so happy that this person had moved into, you know, their zone of genius and really figured out what they bring to the table. And now it's a line and it's like, it's magic. It's like being a matchmaker. Like I love it, you know? And when you're in that, when you are in that place, you know it too. It lights you up and makes you feel good. And you're excited about going to work. Otherwise, what's the point? Spend yeah. more time at work with than doing anything else in life. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like do, people, do, do something you like with people you like. That's really yeah. what that was. Uh, that was some advice I heard as well was like you, you spend a 30-year time life at work, you know, a 30-year time, obviously, with your family and friends and a 30-year time sleeping. So make sure you enjoy the people you work with. Make sure you have a comfortable mattress. and Exactly. Yeah. And you know, you know what? Life is short. You never know. You don't know how long you have on this earth, right? And you think of all the things that you can be doing instead of spending time with your loved ones. You're at work. So yeah. if you're there, enjoy it and let it bring you some kind of fulfillment, be able to add value, be able to bring the organization to move forward, go to work and be excited or else don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, um, we've kind of, we were talking about, you know, how to maybe get that internal promotion or, or yeah. shift, shift things internally. So you're happy as we kind of moved on to the interview and getting out there. And what, what kind of advice, like if somebody, somebody's, you know, working in a job, you know, they've, they've sort of made up their mind. It's, it's time, time to move on for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, you talked a little about researching industries, you know, researching organizations, like what, what should somebody do before, you know, jumping out of the frying pan into the fire, so to speak? Yeah. Um, you know what? I would start making, definitely want to start with the soul, right? So before you start, because there is nothing worse than going from one job you don't like to a job that you hate even more. And I've been there. I've seen this happen to people. So don't think the grass isn't always greener. So right. always want to check, check, check yourself. Why am I want to make a leave? What's the next steps for me? What are my deal breakers? Like, I listen, I've been working from home for the better part of 12 years. There is no way that I can go work in an office. It's just not going to happen. I just, I know myself. You know, you got to know what are your deal breakers? What are your must-haves, right? Yeah. Under, uh, understand your values and then go look at what other organizations' problems are and just see if you can solve them. Right. Start networking. The most, I think most of us have been trained to think everything is advertised on the internet. Every single job is out there. It's not. I in my recruitment firm, 12 years we were in business, I rarely ever posted jobs. I found there to be a nuisance to post the positions because I post them and I get all these applications and I got to go through all of them. It's just easier to headhunt. It just is like, it, you know, um, so not everything is posted. So I would start networking, looking success leaves clues, looking at people who I used to work with, where they've gone seeing, you know, what's happening there with those organizations, reaching out to my network, alumni, and then, you know, courage is a muscle, putting yourself out there. It's again, it's that house. It's, it, 
if you're putting your house up for sale, right? Can't just, okay, I make $100,000 now in this job. So I'm just going to assume I'm going to go to the next company and get 110. Right. Maybe the market doesn't warrant that anymore. And it's not a good time for you to leave. Maybe, you know, $100,000 is the, is now the very low end and you could be making $200,000, right? So that's, again, it's going to go with that market um, and understanding your value. Once you have control over that, you craft your search and uh, get your marketing out there, your your resume being key and your LinkedIn profile and and so forth, because online is that's where people are going to find you. If you're not on LinkedIn, it's almost like you don't exist anymore. <laughs> Some more recruiters and, you know, get out there, start talking to people, figuring out. But the key is going to be really figuring out what some of the problems that are happening in the organization and really leveraging your network. It's not all online. It yeah. really, yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 for for the safety industry, you know, there are there are some pretty big differences, um, you know, between industries, right? Construction, you know, versus manufacturing, yeah. um, oil and gas, you know. So, <clears throat> do you uh, do you suggest people? try to figure out what industry might be the best fit or or is it more of a role-based fit? Yeah, you know what? The industries can change. I would look at the role and how you're going to be able to show up in the role first, right? Like the industries, they can change. Right. <laughs> at the end of the day, you're still going to be doing the same things within the organization. For the most part, you'll just adapt based on the industries. Um, but you want to look at like, you know, things that are growth um oriented that are going to be like what are the trends so that you're not all right like six months from now okay this industry is going to collapse and there's going to be nothing there um for you but that shouldn't matter it really should be about how you're going to show up at work you know what are you going to be able to do what problems that they have what can you solve how you can add value how you can help them move forward with their objectives are they aligned with what you bring to the table and where you want to go with your career and Go from there. It's again, it's like dating. It's like matching. Yeah, yeah. We've kind of kind of been focusing a little bit on you know bigger, better, um, you know upward upward movement. Um, but do you ever you ever see situations where somebody's like, you know what? I've I've been in these senior roles. I've had all these responsibilities. I've I've you know been making pretty good money. But I'd I'd really like to have a better quality of life o overall and spend more time. In, you know, with with friends or family or, or you know, work from home, do you see kind of the uh, reverse career? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Especially during COVID, like people were like, I'm working so much. Now I started real. You start check, second guessing everything. Right. Now my priorities have shifted. Like I didn't really get to see uh, spend that much time with my kids. Now I realize I didn't get to spend that much time with them. So now like I don't want to go back like these are some of the epiphanies that people have in their career. And that's fine too. You, you reshift, you, you know, a lot of them can be conversations that you can have within the organizations. Luckily with AI and I mean, you don't want to go in and recommend that everything should be automated by a computer. That's not really great career planning, but you can also, you know, delegate some of your tasks as well. That's another thing to really look into. I find a lot of times when people want to down shift their career and it's a lot of this just taking the control 
back away um, as well. Like you can, you can delegate, you can, you know, uh, um, share some of the responsibilities within the organization without even taking a step back and give somebody right. else a chance to step forward and lead, you know, um, you don't always have to be right in front to lead. You can also be in the back as well. Yeah. And when people <laughs> realize that, they're like, oh, I didn't have to give up my whole career because I don't want to work, you know, until 930 every single night. Like there are other people who are looking for opportunities within the organization and you can shift some of those priorities easily by looking at, you know, the outcomes that you want to have within the organization and what you can bring to the table as an employee as well. Right. So yeah. everything's always going to start with looking within your soul and telling you. The answer is always with it. If you right. really have an understanding, do I really want to give up my, you know, $150,000 job as a director because I don't want to work until like late every single night, but there's somebody in your office that really wants to be promoted. Now maybe you can give them this account and reneg things. You're still in charge. You're still leading, but you don't have that response you aren't you know lean it's not leaning into your your work-life balance you can change those things you can be very strategic and still get the same results without having to be so hands-on right right one of the and i, th I think we we may <laughs> it's been a few years but i think we may have even touched on too um like i know um with at, at the early early onset of covid and how everything changed Mm -hmm. um you know and and i think um how am i going to frame this properly it, it, concisely but it, but but there was a lot of opportunity in in the safety industry for consultants right um i think there there continues to be i i you know construction background and big construction projects will will spin up and they'll need to hire you know people as consultants or contractors to come in and, and help and i think that there's um, safety is one of those industries that lends itself towards consulting, you know, small, yeah. medium-sized organizations can't afford full-time or it's project-based or the, the work moves around. Do you, do you, do you help people transition into, into, you know, having their own, own business, their own consultant practice? Yeah, for well? sure. I mean, it's a, I mean, uh, uh, even coming from the recruitment world as well, right? Like, right. that's the other thing to think about as well. Like, if you're shifting because you feel like, okay, within the organization, I'm taking on all these hats, you can also just create one hat and go to different organizations and make a lot more money doing it that way. Um, have people within your, like, self, you know, subcontract. I mean, recruitment is very similar in that aspect, right? Um, you know, I've known recruiters that within their organization, their stats are three times more than what my personal stats are as when I was recruiting. And I'm gonna make five, six times more than they would, right? So it's just about looking at things differently from different um, perspectives as well, right? right? We're so conditioned to think that work has to be traditional. Like right. my mom went to an office every single day. So now I have to go through an office. <laughs> There's going to be a time where people, mark my words, where people are going to laugh and be like, do you remember that we'd have, we get paid by the hour? They'll be like, no, no way. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can imagine how things are, are, are done. I mean, yeah. there's organizations that are craving solutions and they just don't know where and how to find them. But again, when you're in, if, when you understand what you can do for organizations 
and you can articulate that, then that's an easy package to market to a whole bunch of small businesses that can become a lucrative consultancy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, safety in particular, uh, and I'm not sure what, what you're seeing now, you know, three years, three years after our kind of initial conversation, but there's, there's so, there's so many areas to specialize in. There's so many areas that organize, organizations need help with mm -hmm. that, that uh, there's always, there's always a lot of risk in, involved. And, and I, 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 I always, uh, you know, kind of suggest that you, it, you either kind of have that consultancy tendency or, or you don't, if you love networking, if you love putting yourself out there, if, mm -hmm. if, you, if you love kind of that, you know, that dating analogy of, yeah. of, of, of uh, you know, meeting, meeting new people and, and building new relationships, mm -hmm. then, then it can be really fulfilling. Mm -hmm. and, and I think the, the, the safety industry right now is underemployed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, companies like I say are are struggling to to uh, to find good good people and and make sure they're compliant, make sure they're keeping workers safe, and so mm -hmm. a, a great great time to consider that avenue as well. Yeah. If, if if it's a fit, like you say, if you look in in, in inside and <laughs> yeah. you're honest with yourself, um, because yeah. there's a lot of people who try it that 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 probably aren't necessarily cut out for it. Exactly. Yeah. You really have to understand your management uh, style. Um, if, if you, if you're somebody who's like, uh, even going on a job search is like nerve wracking and you can't do that a lot. That's what you'll be doing when you're in a consultancy. <laughs> that's what it is. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You got to really have an understanding of that. But if you, you know, listen, a lot of people from health and safety come from sales backgrounds yeah. and then start realizing like, wait a second, I could sell this to so many other organizations and because, you know, and, and be able to do a fractional uh, con consultancy, right? And be able to do this for 10, 15 companies at the same time with nothing and make X amount of money and go out and do and, and crush it. I've seen that so many times in that, in, in that world, right? Or just right. people who are just killing it. Cause it's intangible, right? Like, what are you, you're not selling it. It's like, we're, it's kind of similar to recruitment, right? Like, what are you yeah. selling? You know, yeah. have anything tangible that I'm going to be giving, right? So right. yeah, you could, it can definitely be lucrative, but you got to really understand what, uh, um, you know, how to do that and, and make it work for you. Yeah. So we're, we're coming up, um, close, close to time. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of great ad advice. Um, is is there um, you know any any parting words of wisdom you know kind of <laughs> to, um, to summarize what we're talking about? Yeah, I would say if I could leave you guys with anything is before you start any search and understanding your value, really start within. Take a moment to really understand what you're looking for, you know, to know where you are, and then write out your goals. Look at people who are doing what you want to do, model that success, reach out to people. Your network is your net worth. Can't tell you how many times you know how it just makes your life so much easier when you have people in your corner that are rooting for you. And, and there are, you'll be that person for other people as well. Right. Um, but understanding your, understand your values, what you want, and just take control of your career, go out and get it. Yeah, I love I love that advice. I I think that um, 
again, a lot of, a lot of people feel stuck, right? And, and you really, you really should, should recognize it's within you. You have the power to, to, to be the catalyst for those, those changes and, and, mm -hmm. and, and feeling stuck is one of the worst, uh, worst places to, to be, I think, from a career perspective. Yeah, from anything. When you feel stuck, you just can't. But the thing is, you just got to keep moving. So yeah. Moving. yeah. Um, well, I, I really appreciate you you coming on. Couldn't think of a better way to kick off 2024 and, yeah. and uh, with our with our new focus of investing in, in, in yourself first. I think any investment you make in yourself is always worthwhile and, and you'll always learn and, and grow from it. So um, really appreciate you coming on today, um, providing uh, some some advice. I'll definitely suggest, and, and I'm this is totally ad hoc. I'm just throwing it out there, um, but I'm sure there's going to be people who listen in and like, oh man, I'd 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 like to talk to Allison about, you know, what a career coach is like, you know. But I I don't necessarily want to, you know, sign up for sure. I just want to I yeah. want to learn a little bit about this process first. So. Um, we we um, we'll we'll have your LinkedIn, you know, we'll have your email, you know, so people can connect. But can people feel comfortable, you know, giving you a call just to, just to get a feel for for what kind of services and assistance you kind of help help people with? Yeah, for sure, we're we're coming up with a whole bunch of new exciting uh, projects that are coming up um, in the first quarter. So we're doing digital programs. We're looking for beta testers for um, some of our digital programs that we'll be putting out there. Um, we do discovery calls. We have a whole bunch of different things that can help people, you know, just at least have some movement if you're not ready to, you know, go on one-on-one -on -one coaching. Maybe it's, you just need a resume or a critique of a resume. So for sure, feel free to reach out to me on in social media, online, look out for some of our programs that we are going to be offering, join our, our uh, emails and, uh, you know, connect with me. Yeah, that's great. Because, because, like you said, I mean, you've talked to thousands of organizations and thousands of individuals, and I know you just have a wealth of knowledge and breadth of experience that can uh, even help people think about things that they 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 may not have even been been considering, you know, on on their own. So I would definitely definitely encourage everybody to reach out to Allison and at least have that discovery call and 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 see uh, see if she can help you out. I'd, I'd also recommend, and you you touched on it. You know, the safety safety people are very generous. I think with their time, they're always happy to to help support. Um, you know, people that maybe are aspiring to get to where they are, or just just want to understand an industry or an organization better. I know we we launched the Safepedia community last year at at Safety Connect, and when someone in the community ask for help you, you know there's there's so many people who who just jump jump in as, as quick as they can to help support mm -hmm. or guide or at least point point the person in the right direction so definitely like you say your network <clears throat> is your net net worth and and yep. uh, and safety they you know love connecting and supporting each other so definitely reach out to uh to your peers like you say success leaves leaves uh traces right and and, yeah, and, yes. mm -hmm. and breadcrumbs so so <laughs> definitely definitely connect with with your peers so um i want to thank you so much like i said couldn't think of a better yeah. way to kick off 2024 and uh, we'll have allison's coordinates uh below the the video and uh definitely definitely reach out all right awesome thank you so much thanks Allison. thank you